PointClickFish.com. Your connection to the saltwater fishing community brings you Saltwater Fishing Radio. Are you a professional tournament angler, fishing captain, or Listen to live discussions from some of the best in the industry, the biggest TV fishing stars, interviews with captains, sponsors, and fishing teams. Your trusted source for the latest tournament updates, industry news, and interviews. It's time to talk fishing with your host, Captain Jay. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the PointClickFish.com Saltwater Fishing Radio Show. Wayne and I are with you this evening to bring you some updated fishing entertainment from the sport fishing world. Wayne, welcome to the show. Yeah, Jay, good to talk to you again, man, in the studio with you, and uh, definitely good to be back here in eastern North Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. Things have been busy, and uh, we've definitely had a, a lot going on, but wanted to get together with everyone tonight to get them up to date on what's going on in the network. Yeah, as you said, it's been a, uh, you know, this is a kind of crazy time of year as we're wrapping up a couple of major projects, and, uh, you know, we talked about last week, I had a chance to run down to Florida for a little while and do kind of a joint family slash fishing vacation, and, uh, you know, just getting supper back in and getting ready, of course, for Get Hooked Fishing School. That's coming up this weekend. I hate to report that it is sold out at this point. So if you're listening and you hadn't got your ticket yet, uh, I guess you'll have to go ahead and start planning for next year. The event is sold out. We've got a full lineup ready to go, and that's on Saturday morning. So a lot of my efforts and a lot of my time since I've gotten back in town from Florida has been really focused on, you know, last minute deeper our event coming up on Saturday over at the North Carolina Aquarium at Fountain Old Shores. Yeah, we're definitely excited to to be there again this year, but like you said, it definitely takes a lot of work, uh, but at least you're able to get to uh, Florida, do a little fishing, a little family vacation at the same time, so that's uh, always a plus right before things get a little busy. Yeah, this is the time of year where I really look forward to uh to getting away and going down to Florida as we're in the, uh, you know, make it through our winter season. Spring fever starts to kick in, and fishing just hadn't quite kicked off here yet. So, you know, going down to that warmer weather and warmer water and uh, having a chance to, you know, explore that area a little bit is always something I look forward to. Uh, typically, I'll head down to the Florida Keys, and that was in my plans this year. Um, I had a trip lined up with Captain Paul at Strip Strike Charters, and Unfortunately, the week that I got down there, it was just it had been blowing. He hadn't been on the water for a week, and real fortunate that you know Paul's a really stand-up guy, a really good captain that you know was real honest with me about the conditions. It had been blowing 15 to 20 for you know a week solid, and he hadn't been able to get out. He, he operates a you know small push-pole boat, uh, fishes the flats for several different species, and was really looking forward to that. But with the windy conditions which had turned up the waters and you know not allowed him to get out and really get the fish dialed in he gave me the option to decide if it was something i wanted to commit to uh, he was willing to take me out there and pull me around but again real honest with me that he just couldn't you know make me any promises and of course the nature of fishing is you can't really ever make a promise but paul's the kind of guy who 
typically is on those fish really good when the weather allows him to be. And, you know, I, I got a lot of respect from him, the conversations that I had with him, because, you know, I talked about, you know, a lot of charter captains would would push you out there to make that money, regardless if there was a, uh, you know, weather issue. Uh, you know, some guys just aren't as upfront and honest as Captain Paul was with me. Uh, he gave me the option, and knowing that the wind had been blowing like it was and there wasn't, you know, a, a solid chance for us to, to get on the fish, I bowed out of that. Uh, hated to do it because I love going down to the Florida Keys, have a really, really good time. I was staying in Miami. And uh, going down to the Keys is something I was really looking forward to. But at the same time, you know, a charter fishing trip for somebody like me on a on a government budget is a, uh, you know, it's not a typical thing that I do, to be honest with you, as far as ponying up the, the cash to be able to make something like that happen. And to have him, you know, be as honest with me as he was about the conditions and allow me to bow out, uh, it, it was really nice, and I appreciate the fact that he did that and, and it gave me the chance to do something a little bit different. Instead of uh, heading down to the Keys with it as windy as it was, uh, I decided it would be a really good opportunity to kind of have a backup plan of going out and targeting peacock bass on the uh, Miami Lagoon systems. Uh, and that uh, that ended up turning into a real good decision. So what I know that you had talked about maybe possibly trying to, to do that, but uh, did you find it easy to access the areas where the fish were with the peacock bass? Well, you know, that's uh, it's interesting. You know, from coming from North Carolina, traveling down to Florida, the the main method of research that I had at my hands, of course, was the, the Internet. I've been doing some research online for the past month, really trying to figure those fish out and locations for those fish. And, you know, the, uh, the state of Florida does a really good job, especially down in South Florida, of, trying to promote the fisheries that they have available and they've created a series of guides that you can download online for the different canal systems uh and that really gave me a little bit of an advantage uh between reading up on the fish and getting an idea of what types of things they look for 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 their habitat familiarizing myself with those lagoons uh you know just by reading about them online um you know, it wasn't it wasn't too hard. Some of the information was a little bit outdated, and the first couple of spots that I went to, they had put up fences and had limited the uh, the access for a shorebound angler as I was. Uh, if you've got a boat and you either live that area or if you tow a boat down with you or a kayak or something like that, there's plenty of boat ramps where you can get out and and get on the the canals. But from a shore perspective, it takes a little bit of a you know a little bit of searching, but First spot, couldn't get out. There was a fence up. Second spot was going to be challenging to find parking. But by the time I got to my third location that I had kind of planned out online, uh, it wasn't bad at all. There was a little regional park there. It ran right along Snapper uh, Canal. And that Snapper Canal intersects with Tamiami Canal, um, two of the major canal systems in that area. And that's really the formula that, you know, what I'd read about online that you want to look for is find a place where you have two major canal systems kind of intersecting with one another. And also they like to congregate in uh, in shade underneath bridges. And this area right where those two canals connected um, has a, uh, you know, an overpass for the South Florida Turnpike. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I dug around a little bit and finally found somewhere I felt confident. It takes a little bit of time just to get your confidence right when you're 
fish in a new area for a new fish that you've never targeted. But once I uh, I got to the spot that I felt like was going to be the right spot, you know, about an hour into it, um, after bouncing around a couple different places, I uh, I, I found myself tight to about a 16, 18-inch peacock, which was uh, a whole lot of fun. They brought a, brought a lot of you know sense of pride to my to myself as an angler, knowing that I could go somewhere I'd never fished before targeting a fish I'd never caught before, and, uh, you know, was able to put myself on them. I found a pretty good bite once I found the right location. I I think I caught six fish in just a little over an hour, and uh, for those of you that have never caught or targeted peacock bass, they are a, uh, you know, a non-native fish species. They're native to the Amazon region. They're introduced by the uh, state of Florida to manage the the other non-native exotic species that have... uh, kind of proliferated some of those waterways down there and uh they're just a lot of fun uh for those of you that have done some largemouth bass fishing in, in your past they're you know a similar fish species as far as techniques but man they hit a top water bait twice as hard when they hit it they slam it on the surface which is really really cool to be working a uh you know rebel popar back real, real fast and have one of those fish come up and hit it on the surface was was definitely exciting and, and then they uh they pull some drag, you know, again compared to a largemouth, they're probably of the same size or same class fish probably fight, you know, twice as hard. So that's uh it's something that, you know, it's kind of a bucket list fish for me. I had heard and read quite a bit read a read a bit about them before I'd planned this trip and had a few friends who had gone down there and had some success with them, so to be able to turn that into a uh, you know into a trip where I caught some fish and you know had some fun playing with them was a something that I really took a lot of enjoyment in and definitely recommend to others that might be fin- you know visiting South Florida um, say you're stuck there in Miami for a business trip or something like that uh, it's a great urban fishing opportunity and again they're fish that you know being non-native. Um, you know, the only other way you're going to be able to get on them is to go somewhere like the Amazon. And to, to be able to do that with the city of Miami in the background was pretty darn cool. Yeah, you know, Wayne, that's that's a good point. Is uh, you know, those of you listening to the show and you're planning a trip like this and you're heading into an, an area, definitely have a plan B because uh, the weather doesn't always cooperate. And uh, yeah. to be able to have that plan and, and have, you know, being able to still take advantage of the fishery uh, in the, you know, in the local area is definitely uh, to, a, a great thing to be well prepared to be able to yeah. go to plan B if you still take advantage of what the area has to offer. Yeah. Again, especially as somebody who, you know, didn't have access to a boat, they're, uh, they're right there in the lagoons, you know, starting out some of the main lagoons that a lot of people fish are right there around the Miami airport. Some of the lakes that are right there, you fly into Miami and you see those you know, lakes and lagoons that are all around the airport. They are uh, pretty well stocked with these these peacock bass. They first started stocking them in the in the mid 80s. They did a lot of research. It's important to note that you know when you're dealing with non-native fish species, it's really you know problematic to start moving fish around without doing a lot of research. Uh, they already had a problem in South Florida as there were spotted tilapia and a number of other invasive fish that were kind of taking over habitat of the native fish species. So they they look to peacock bass because they are you know, they have some 
some limitations that, that seemed like they would work. So in the mid-'80s, they started doing some research on them in aquarium environments, and they really figured out that their minimum water temperature that they can survive in is about 61 degrees. Um, there in South Florida, you know, it doesn't get real cold very often, but you do get some some, some colder weather um, here and there as fronts come through. But those uh, lagoons are aquifer-fed, so you get a lot of underground uh, water seepage coming into the lagoons, which keeps the temperature there just in, you know, Miami, that, that region, uh, just at that 60-degree limit is kind of the lowest that they'll get. And they're also, uh, you know, limited because they can they can really only survive in in fresh water so they're not gonna you know have any problems with them intruding into saltwater habitats so they started doing this stocking program in the mid 80s and they really haven't had to to stock it much since like 1987 or 88 when they put the initial fish in um as these fish have you know picked up pretty well they uh they don't create a lot of problems for natives they coexist pretty well with largemouth bass which are you know, the main native freshwater fish that they were trying to protect. And uh, they eat just about all these other invasives that are there. So it's, a, it's actually an example. Sometimes people, you'll see online where people are referring to them, you know, as an invasive species. But it's, it's important to note that this was planned. And, the uh, you know, the state of Florida did a lot of research before they introduced these fish. And now they support a, uh, you know, I think I read an article saying that it's like a, Four million dollar fishery, um, where it provides anglers in South Florida, like myself, who are traveling, and people who live there locally, you know, opportunities to target a very unique uh, sport fish that you're, as I mentioned, you're not going to catch them in many places other than either Miami or the Amazon, or they've done some stocking for them in a, in a few other places. But, but just a real unique fish species, beautiful fish. They've got that spot on their tail like a red drum. You know, golden color, uh, some black bars on them. Just, just really, you know, it's really just a lot of fun. I was I was really happy to be able to go down there and kind of own my own, figure it out well enough to where I had some success. And you know, catching anything on the topwater plug is fun. But these guys, as I, as I mentioned, they just they come to the surface and slam that topwater plug, which is uh, one of the most exciting styles of fishing you can get into when you're working a topwater bait and you, you have something that really hits it hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, so it was. Uh, get down there, give it. It makes me want to get down there and give it a shot. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's definitely something I recommend to others. And again, it's kind of a a bucket list fish for those of you that uh, might like to largemouth bass fish or you know fish with topwater baits. They're they're one that's available to you. And uh, without too much, you know, somebody like me can go down there and do it. I I think anybody, if you did a little bit of recon online or maybe got in touch with somebody down there that you know, could could put yourself on some. Uh, there's certainly a lot of guides and a, and a lot of people who have plugged into that fishery and, you know, people that can take you out and make the learning curve maybe a little bit quicker than what I went through. But, I mean, it wasn't difficult. And that's one of the, the fun things about it, too, is it did provide you with that opportunity on a windy day to to go down there and to get tight to something that. And that was pretty unique. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a an awesome trip. But you know, like you like we were saying earlier, you know, with the captain as they you know, you get ready to go on a charter to be able to touch base with them and listen to what they're telling you that uh hey, you know, the fishing conditions may not be ideal and, and sometimes listen and ask questions to the captains to figure out, 
if it's the right time to go because it may not yeah. be and some people are unhappy with the results but they don't listen to what the captain's telling them and, and you know these captains yeah. are in tune with fisheries and being able to say hey listen uh, you know the conditions aren't ideal and uh, you know you can go or not go but being able to listen to them and, and kind of advise yeah. Yeah, well, Captain, and not all cap, not all captains are going to be as honest with you as Captain Paul was with me. Again, that's one of the real things that really stood out in working and talking with him and planning the trip. Was he's not a guy who's just going to run you out there to get your money. He's a guy who wants to provide you with a, you know, a great experience. And if he's not, if he doesn't feel like he can do that based on you know whether it's the fish or the weather or whatever's going on, he's you know real upfront and real honest with me about it and. A lot of guys, you book a date, doesn't matter if the wind's blowing or not, they expect you to, you know, to follow through on that date, and they expect to get paid. But, you know, Paul was uh, was just, I can't say enough about the the efforts he took to make me aware of what was going on and then to put it kind of up to me whether I wanted to, to go or not. And like I say, I hate like heck to, to not go down to the Keys when I'm in Miami and not give it a chance. But being that we were going to be targeting, you know, permit and tarpon and, and bonefish up on those shallow water flats. It just really didn't seem like it was the the right time to be giving it a shot based on those weather conditions. But the good news is, is in talking to Paul over the past couple of days, uh, I can say that things have changed down there. He's got a, a, a client who's in town with him, fishing with him, I think, for like 12, maybe even 15 days straight. And the uh, past couple of days following his reports, he's he's been able to get back out. He's, he's seeing lots of permits. He's seeing and hooking some tarpon, uh, and uh, he's back out on the water again. So I'm real glad to hear that he's, you know, back out and back on the fish. I hate that it didn't coincide with my trip, but, you know, I appreciate the fact that he was as honest with me as he was. And because he's been on the water fishing so hard over the past couple of days, really working to, you know, to, to bring some fish to the boat, He's he was honest with me. He was like, Wayne, I, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to be able to call in tonight. That was our goal was to have, Captain Paul with Strip Strike Charters, call in and uh, talk to us a little bit about the trip that I did with him and also talk to him about the fishery that they've got down there in Marathon. But he is just slammed right now. So I'm not, he, he said he'd try to call in, but I'm not a 100% sure that we'll hear from him just because he's been on the boat all day today. He was on the boat all day yesterday. And I got a feeling he's just been getting hammered, you know, with a, uh, with a lot of work out there. So last I talked to him, I'm not sure he's going to be able to call in, but I'm happy to you know, talk a little bit about what he does. Uh, I've been fortunate to go to Marathon, you know, several times. And my, our good buddy John Mauser with Captain with uh, Tailing Tide Guide Service had the chance to fish with Paul. He's the one that kind of linked me up with him. Uh, so I've learned a lot about what Paul does down there. And, uh, you know, he's just a really good shallow water flats angler, um, Certainly has a good reputation for putting people on fish in that area, and and the fishing in Marathon, you know, they're on the flats. There's really three key fish species that they target. Um, right now, this time of year, what he's really amped up about, and kind of what he's made a really good name for himself about, or permit. That was one of the uh, things we were planning on doing together. Uh, permit will come up on those flats in the real skinny water, you know, in really really big massive schools and. Uh, they're, you know, talk about bucket list fish. That's another one that a lot of people, uh, you know, they go their whole life hoping to, to get on a permit up in shallow water. And, and he's built a real good reputation for himself doing that. Um, he, he's, his business name, Strip Strike Charters, he's 
really caters to a lot of the fly fishing crowd, but he also does some light tackle fishing. Um, and this time of year, you know, coming into spring, the permit, you know, are schooled up really good, and he has a really good success ratio with them. Uh, he's also starting to see tarpon. Um, he fishes for the uh, the juvenile sub-adult tarpons around the mangroves, and also the big tarpon that move in on the flats. Uh, it's pretty well known that that's a big fishery down in the Keys as well. And uh, he's he's got them dialed in when they're around. He uh, he targets them and brings a lot of them to the boat. And then the uh, the last fish that you hear, you know, a lot of people like the sight cast too down there in that shallow water are bonefish. Uh, it's pretty well known that the Keys have got a real good bone fishery, and Paul has got a uh, real good reputation uh, targeting and catching bonefish too. So those three, I mean, you can tell why I wanted to get out on the water with him. Uh, that's three fish that for me, I'd have been happy with any of those, you know, bonefish, all three of them are just well known for the strong fights that they put up, moving up into the shallow waters there around the Florida Keys, and, you know, that's uh, something I'm going to have to go back down for again and give it another try, because uh, he's, he's got those fish dialed in, and they're all three you know, highly prized sport fish that you can target down in the Florida Keys this time of year. Yeah, like you said, to get the opportunity to get back down there and give it a shot under um, ideal weather conditions and be able to get Captain Paul on the show to be able to talk to us about about that trip. So maybe, who knows, Wayne, maybe we can take the ultimate fishing truck down there and uh, do an adventure. <laughs> uh, I think it sounds like something we need to do. We'll have to stop in, of course, there in Stewart and uh, fish with Wet and Wild on the way down, too. Of course, we had them on the show last week. They do a lot of good stuff. You know, there's, a, there's so many great fishing opportunities in South Florida, Central South Florida. Uh, it's really hard to choose on what to focus on. Uh, so I think that we could go down there and spend a week and uh, have ourselves a pretty good time, Jay. This time we'll leave the family at home. We also... We also did a Disney trip with the family, and we had a whole lot of fun with that. But uh, to go down there and really focus on fishing would be uh, something that's just, you know, it's a, it's a world-class destination. Yeah, but definitely uh, understand why he can't make it. We know that he's kind of playing catch-up with, you know, charters and fishing, and, you know, that's his job to be on the water. So we definitely look forward to having him back on the show. But uh, definitely hope we can get down there and, possibly get out with him and uh, maybe at least one of us be able to get down there and experience uh, that fishery they have down in that area. Yeah, it's it's no doubt about it. It's world class. Uh, No doubt about it that the Florida Keys are, you know, just a a special place, uh, you know, with the Everglades and the backcountry and then the reef just off the beach. Uh, They're really the only natural coral reef that you can get to on the, you know, continental United States that you can drive right down there to it. And that's in itself a pretty unique thing. Uh, I've had a chance to spend a lot of time down there and just just love the Florida Keys all all the way from Key Largo all the way through, you know, Key West and even a little bit out toward the Tortugas. It's a uh, place and uh, definitely something I look forward to. I I can guarantee it won't be too long before I get back down there as I try to try to make it happen every spring. Uh, we're lucky to have some family in Miami, so just get down there. And like I say, that's the time of year where you really kind of just want to get away. But it was nice when I got back home from Florida 
to have heard that we had had a warm-up here, too, that the water temperatures were starting to rise and that the, uh, you know, the anglers here in eastern North Carolina were starting to have some luck as well. Yeah, I tell you, I was able to uh, talk to, to Captain Matt at Chasing Tails Outdoors and uh, Matt Zook at uh, Captain Joe's Bait and Tackle. Definitely sounds like this area in North Carolina is starting to heat up, yeah, so that's a good thing. It definitely has been a lot warmer weather, uh, so that's been exciting. So I definitely look forward yeah. to the fishing picking up in our area, uh, but it sounds like it's well on its way. Yeah, well, the main thing that you've you know, seen reported here in the past three or four days is uh, there in the shipping channel, Beaufort Inlet, there's been a, a pretty good sea mullet bite, it looks like, with the warmer weather has, has brought in a uh, excuse me, an early sea mullet bite, and that's a uh, and a bottom fish, one that a lot of people like to go out and target because they're uh, their food quality, and uh, they're, they're so good to eat. And it's good to see them show up because they're usually one of the first fish to show up on our coast. Yeah, and I tell you, and, and us talking about it makes me want to get out there and fish right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the, the good news is, is Captain, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Tim Rudder, of course, the trout man up at Chasing Tails, he'll be leading the session on uh, inshore bottom fishing. So targeting fish like sea mullet and spot and also red drum and flounder there around the port wall. Um, he'll be giving all the intel that you need if you've never done that style of fishing, knowing that they're showing up. This is a great opportunity for us to, to learn a little bit more about it. Tim has a lot of luck and fishes that area quite a bit for not only those species, but the gray and the speckled trout when they move in. You know, Jason Tells has definitely done a good job of, you know, kind of keeping anglers uh, aware of what's happening out on the water. And I saw on their social media page when they posted that first catch of sea mullet that uh, that got a lot of people's attention, a lot of likes, and a lot of interactions online. Yeah, I, actually, Matt talked about that today. He said he's been getting a lot of calls, a lot of people starting to head out. Uh, you know, that kind of those posts kind of get people. Uh, fired up and uh, they definitely look forward to kind of cabin fever cabin fever yep. to be able to get back back on the water and uh, he said he got a lot of response a lot of calls to the shop um people wanting to know more information about this recent catch post yeah of course not too far behind them here we are almost the easter weekend and uh traditionally that's always when those big chopper bluefish show up off, off the beach too between cape lookout and atlantic beach uh you know, I say choppers, I'm talking 10, 12-pound bluefish, the the ones that uh, really get your heart pumping. Again, fishing a topwater plug or a metal jig, pulling it back through the water real fast. They're, uh, they're not going to be too far behind. And then we'll see uh, you know, a lot of other stuff to start to kick off this time of year. So definitely enjoying spring, this warm-up that we're experiencing, and the fact that it's bringing our water to me. Now, you had mentioned the, uh, the ultimate fishing truck. I, I'm glad to see that you've got that. Just about finalized, and I think you're going to have it on hand this weekend at uh, at Get Hooked Fishing School. Is that right, Jay? We are. We were able to uh, get a lot of the, of the last minute little things done to the to the uh, ultimate fishing truck went by Crystal Coast Graphics, and Chris and his team wrapped up literally uh, the fishing truck, and uh, it, it's got a nice matte finish with all of our build partners logos um, on the truck. But uh, definitely, it's something that you definitely need to check out. Uh, you know, nothing was overlooked. Um, it's, these companies went 
with a fine tooth comb over this thing and I mean everything from winches, bumpers, linex, uh deck storage system, worn you know, worn winch, uh, leather interior, seat heaters, coolers, um I mean the list goes on, but it's really one of those that you need to see it to really appreciate um what it is. But our goal was to build a truck uh that would be able to tow and handle the daily activities of live tournament coverage and fishing. Uh, because we like to do both, we needed a platform that allowed us to transport all of that gear safely and securely, and that's yeah. what we did: is built a platform that we feel that the ultimate fisherman would need. And so we definitely yeah. um, look forward to showcasing that there at the Get Hook Fishing School at the North Carolina Aquarium at Pine Mill Shores. Yeah, I know that Chris and your your team that have helped you put that together have really you know, put a lot of attention to detail last minute, really making sure that when you bring it out, you want to have everything just right. I know it's been uh, challenging for all of you to, to make sure you get everything done just the way you want it. Sometimes in order to take two steps forward, you have to take one back to get it just right, just right. But the fact that you've got such great partners who, you know, spare no expense and making sure that things are exactly the way they need to be before you unveil it, I'm just really excited to see it coming up this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the Johnny's Off-Road team, they definitely um, put put that together as far as, um, you know, kind of really the, the intricate pieces of making it all flow and the wrap just pops, and it's just fantastic. But you're right, there's no way we could have done that without these partners being able to use their products and their expertise to make it what it is. I mean, that's that's key. And, and one of the things that, that I want to point out is all of these companies were very adamant about supporting the fishing industry. And so that's important to point out is they all wanted to be part of this fishing truck to, you know, because they believe and support in the fishing community. Yeah. Well, follow on the Instagram post. I know that there was a, you know, a really impressive shot of the uh, the leather interior. You know, you got some custom leather done with the PCF logo put right in. Uh, look real sharp, and again, just really excited to see it on, on hand this weekend. We've got a prime parking spot reserved for it, so that as our guests come into the facility at the aquarium, they'll be able to you know really give it a good look over and get some ideas for how they might want to uh, to make some adjustments. Whether you've already got a truck and you're just looking to uh, to rig it out and fit for my ride, or whether you're uh, you're looking at buying a new vehicle for you know, fishing and towing pleasure um, opportunities, uh, I think people will will take a look at this vehicle and it'll it'll make a light go off in their head. And I'm not talking about all those rigid LEDs. It'll definitely give people a lot of ideas. And of course, rigid uh, really made the truck shine. I uh, can't wait to see it at night either. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely excited to to showcase it and show people. But it's there for people to look at, you know, to get ideas for, you know, upgrading different pieces of their website. I mean, their website, their truck. Um, but yep. the truck actually will have its own website, um, so that's something that <laughs> will be cool. All the, all the yep. product will be listed uh, on on the website, so people can, uh, you know, kind of see. Uh, we've, we're getting a lot of questions about what is that or what what model number is this. So we're, we're definitely going to create the website uh, so people can find out specifically what it is. Right. And you mentioned you'll be using that as a major, you know, 
component of your live tournament coverage series. I know that you've been working hard to get that all organized for 2016. Some of the tournaments south of us are already, you know, underway. Um, you've been following some of those tournaments as well, and I know you've got some updates on the website here, so maybe you can share with our audience what you've been doing as far as you know, planning for uh, tournament season coming up soon. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of the tournament season is, is starting to kick off, but in the Florida area, things have kicked off with the Jimmy uh, Jimmy Johnson Billfish Championship and uh, the Rockstar, Team Rockstar, walked away with first place with 13 points. Uh, Wee's in the Keys, second place with 12 points. And Four Aces Fishing Team came in third with uh, 10 points. And that was in Key Largo, Florida. So it's always fun to follow those tournaments um, to be able to give you updates. So congratulations to Team Rockstar. They won the Jimmy Johnson Billfish Championship this year. Great, great. Good to... Uh... To hear that some of the stuff down south is kicking off, and I know with that being said, it won't be long until the truck and the trailer are, are on the road. And you've been, you know, really taking the time to look at our website, the Point Click Fish page, and make sure to get all that stuff up there so people will know exactly where you're going to be. Yeah, and one of the things, if you go to PointClickFish.com and you click on the 2016 live tour. Uh, you click on that graphic there, and we are updating uh, tournaments and events um, weekly. We've got a lot of new yeah. tournaments that we're going to add, uh, but you can definitely see where we're going to be and where the truck will be. And we definitely want to uh, connect with you when we're there at the tournaments. So definitely come by to see us, and uh, we'll also be able to, as we do appearances with the truck, we'll be posting those on there as well. Uh, all up and down the Mid-Atlantic seaboard. I, I remember last year thinking you were busy, but, you know, clicking on the website and getting a feel for where you're going to be this year, it's going to be crazy. You know, a lot a lot going on, and it's good to see the team continue to grow and you know, bring on some new people that they are going to be able to help you out to make it so you can be two, three places at a time. Yeah, and, that, and that's what's been exciting is a key to, to this success of the network is the right people and having a team in place like you and John and Scott and Price. And, I mean, the, the, I could go on. There's probably a 10, 12 people that I could list that have been instrumental in building the network because there's no way that uh, Price and I could do all of this, and it takes everybody to be able to uh, make this thing happen. So as we've grown over the years, having the right team in place has been absolutely critical, and uh, everybody's been instrumental that's on the team to make Point Clickfish what it is. Uh, it's great to be to be a part of it and to be able to bring the, the content, whether it be from, you know, being out on the water or travels or tournament season, to be able to bring that to our audience and keep them connected with the, uh, the saltwater fishing community is uh, something I have a lot of fun with, and I, I feel like I can speak for everybody involved. It's, uh, it's a pleasure working with you guys and uh, making it happen and, you know, look forward to con continued growth, as we've said in the past. If you're, you know, you've got an event or something big, or if you've got a fishing team that you're, you know, you're really interested in us following and being a part of helping promote and cover, uh, certainly reach out to us uh, online uh, through our Facebook page or through some of the other means that are available, and we will uh, try to make sure that we, you know, spread the love and cover as much as we can, because that's a, a huge part of what we want to do is to, you know, be able to kind of connect the community, whether it's an inshore red fishing tournament or an, an offshore marlin tournament or a king mackerel tournament or, 
you know, regardless of what style of fishing, we we don't discriminate. We love, you know, all things fishing. Uh, even do some freshwater stuff here and there, and uh, certainly encourage people to reach out to us if they have an event or a you know fishing team that they want to make sure, or a captain that's in their area that they want to make sure gets coverage. Uh, we're happy to reach out to them. Well said. Yeah, we love to grow the network and involve uh, tournaments, captains, organizations, uh, charities. Um, it's fantastic. Even if you have a new product uh, that your company is releasing, we definitely love to talk to people about those new products because that's one of the things is being able to share uh, excellent ideas and excellent products uh, with our listeners is something that we get a lot of great feedback on. So if you've got a new idea, new product uh, that hit has hit the market, definitely contact us and we'd love to discuss it um and who knows it may even make its way onto the radio show yeah with that being said we're super excited with the fishing school coming up this weekend to have some of those new products on display and be putting some of it in in people's hands one of the things i'll i'll mention is that uh bets tackle which is a north carolina based company right out of fuquay verena north carolina they came up with a uh, kind of an updated shrimp it's the perfect sinker shrimp uh Captain Jeff Cronk and, um, you know, some others that work with us, Captain Mark Henderson, they've got really good reputations with bets, and we've built a reputation working with them. And this year they're providing everybody with a uh, a sample pack of some of their new lures, and that perfect sinker shrimp is uh, we just got them in and started stuffing them in the bags this week. It's just a very realistic-looking shrimp artificial bait that I'm sure is going to be killer for that shallow water red drum bite for the uh, speckled trout bite that comes through in the fall just looks like a really good bait so when new products like that come out it's great to be able to kind of introduce our audience to it to talk to them a little bit about what they can look for in the tackle shop and uh you know get a chance to get that in people's hands yeah that's definitely always exciting to be able to let people get their hands on that new stuff so they can get out on the water and try it themselves but i tell you i look forward to saturday at the get hooked fishing school at the north Carolina aquarium and like you said contact us we'd love to uh, include you as part of our show so listeners companies teams we'd love to hear from you and uh, come out to the aquarium and see us um try to warn people early wayne to get their tickets because it does sell out and uh it's definitely it's definitely done that again so that's, that's yeah, awesome. the, the event sold out, but the aquarium is open to the public throughout the day. So if you aren't able to make it into the seminars, the good news is, is our vendor tables are available for the public, so you can still come to the aquarium for the day and have a chance to talk with vendors like Point Click Fish and Liquid Fire Fishing Team and some of the others. And Again, I want to make sure I give Captain Paul um, at Strip Strike Charters a shout-out for being such a quality guy and such a good guy to, you know, I definitely encourage our audience, if you're going to be down in the Florida Keys, to reach out to him. You can reach him at uh, com, or you can call him at 305-289-2134. I hate that he wasn't able to call in tonight, but I definitely wanted to represent him the best I could, uh, even though I didn't get out on the boat with him. You know, I had probably 10 or 12 different phone conversations with him and felt like I really built and created a good relationship with him so we look forward to get him back on the show here at some point and captain if you're listening in we hope that you uh get on some permit and some tarp and post them up tomorrow and we'll share them on the point click fish page we definitely thank everybody for joining us on the show 
Uh, definitely, if you're listening on the podcast, make sure you connect with us at pointclickfish.com. Check us out, post an update. Uh, join us on social media uh, for the 2016 live tournament coverage tour. But uh, we've got a few more things up our sleeves over the next few months, so we look forward to announcing um, some additional projects as the network grows. But uh, as always, it's wonderful to connect with our audience here on the radio show, Wayne. Yep, look forward to Thursday nights all week long, and uh, definitely looking forward to Saturday. If I don't talk to you between now and then, we'll see you uh, Saturday morning bright and early. And uh, we'll talk again next week kind of as a wrap-up. Definitely look forward to it. And uh, we'll see you on Saturday, Wayne, and uh, everyone else tune in next Thursday to pointclickfish.com saltwater radio show. And connect with us on social media and pointclickfish.com. Until next week, everybody, stay safe on the water, and we'll see you online. Night. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information, show notes, updates, or to join the saltwater fishing community, visit pointclickfish.com. Don't forget to catch live streams and future shows at saltwaterfishingradio.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe on the water and tight lines.